Chugga, chugga, chug. Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. My name is Rick Beta, as I adjust my headphones here. For any new listeners out there, ep- you know, episodes drop every Wednesday, and I have been known to interview some amazing guests on occasion. So circle back, check them all out, listen to them all. But most importantly, please support what they are doing and what they have you know, had to offer. Go check them out. I appreciate it. You can follow along on social media at Rick Beta. That's R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A. Or you can also email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. So starting things off with one of the best to ever do it, Paul Rodriguez. You know, he dropped his 20 and forever video last week. Okay, and it was 13 minutes and, what, 12 seconds of clips, you know, from his from his early days, you know, as he was coming up, as well as some insight into like his mind, you know, and this thing, you know, it's called skateboarding that we all do and love so much. Yeah, it was nice. And I didn't expect to like this as much as I did. I mean, I, I knew it was going to be good, but did I know it was going to be that good? No, I was very, very surprised. And we've got what hundreds and hundreds of options every week for multiple sources and there's never a shortage of skateboarding content but i'm glad very glad that i spent the 13 plus minutes to watch it you know and it's very good i mean for one we all know you know he's one of the hardest working dudes in the game right we got that he came back from his injuries and he's just at his highest level still you know maybe that comes from like his the quote that his dad gave to him at a very young age it was quote what got you there will keep you there you know, and that's coming from his dad. It just happens to be, you know, a well-known actor and comedian. So he, he gets it, right? And he's passing on that knowledge to his son, and it's obviously worked. You know, and sharing that small piece of wisdom clearly paid off for the guy. I mean, we all know there, there's no time to take it easy. Not in this market, not this day, you know, uh, day and age, 2022. There's no time to take it easy. It's time to keep it going. Full speed ahead. High performance IP rod. Don't settle, Right. And sure, we've you know heard about his story you know over the years you know slash decades you know whether it's via interviews or nine club appearances stuff like that, but it was cool to see more of a linear timeline of you know his story, his life, his you know progression, and you know a little skateboarding history along the way. You know, for example, what were you doing on July thirteenth, two thousand eight? Give you a minute to think. To think. Some of you are like, oh, I wasn't even born, man. But no, July thirteenth, two thousand eight. What were you doing? You know, after seeing this video, you know what you know Paul was doing, basically. He was winning very large checks at the Maloof Money Cup. <laughs> Remember those events, Maloof Money Cups? Most don't. But back in the day, they would get big checks like that. You know, and not just in size, too. I'm not talking, you know, the awkward ones that you take on planes, you're like hitting people as you're walking down the hall, you know, aisle. No, but I'm talking about in the amount of money earned, too. 100 grand. It's so cool. I was like, wait, what? I had to rewind them all. That's a lot of zeros. I remember that. Not bad, huh? And keep in mind, that was in, what, 2008, right? Right before everything just crashed. The economy came crashing down. The housing market, everything just went. So, obviously, it would be a long time. Actually, has anyone even made that kind of money since? I'm talking about, like, maybe an SLS. I don't know. I don't think so. $100,000 checks. Those, are, those don't come too often, right? And that was before inflation too, right? So that was a lot of money back then. That's a nice chunk of change. But I love seeing all the old contest footage, though. Everything from Castle, you know, all the way to SLS, right? You know, and I for, what I, I forgot about was so many epic tricks that he had done over the years, whether it's best trick or just in his line. 
mean, he truly was like a force back in the day. I mean, I remember him, you know, taking his hat off, you know, kind of speaking to it, praying to it, and whether to meditating into it, and kind of wrote it down, putting it on his head, you know, slowly puts it back on. But that always reminded me of, you know, the movie Over the Top. And I think I've probably talked about that before, right? Meet me halfway across the sky. You got the, you know, Lincoln Hawk, not related to Tony, would turn his hat around and then it would be on, you know, snapping like in a beast mode, snapping forearms in the process. Actually, I don't think he snapped. I, there was a, a moment that happened in that movie, but not, I don't think Lincoln Hawk did it. But it always made me think of that movie. Anyway. Actually, now I think about it, I'm surprised they haven't remade that one yet. Hmm. Maybe I should write it. Anyway, we were also reminded of some like epic commercials that he was part of. Uh, back in 2005, Nike SB's Chalk, for example, that was very cool, like very creative. And one of my favorites, Nike SB's Today Was a Good Day, that was also in 2005 with Ice Cube. And I liked how they synced up the song and edited it to the lyrics. Of course, there's a modified version of the song, so they had to make sure they timed it. No barking from the dogs. Had to stop. Which park are y'all playing basketball? And, of course, Andrew Kobe in that part. And didn't get no static from the cowards, you know. Don't think I didn't notice all those edits. They were timed well. And What did you edit first, the music or the video? Well done, though. I, I get it. And, and actually... I wrote this down. One of those cowards in the video was an OG skater as well. Do you remember? It's part of the Bones Brigade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot he was in that commercial. And everything is all right. And then record scratch, right? Damn Rock almost got him killed. You know, twice. You know, once from the pavement, right? We all know that. But then the other from Ice Cube himself. But it didn't phase Cube, though. He looked, just the way he just looked. Deadpans. No, nothing was talk. No words were spoken. He rolled over his board twice. Like no f's to give. He's like boom, and then poof, poof. just blank stares. You know, I mean, it could have gotten ugly, but P. Rod was smart. He just kept his cool. He didn't want Cube to kind of get wicked on him. You know, he just walked off into the sunset. You know, no book, book, book. None of that. But I forgot how awesome that commercial was. You know, skateboarding brought... Think about this. Skateboarding brought him into the same room as Kobe and Ice Cube. And, of course, many others. But how crazy is that? I think he was bumping elbows. Yeah, he bumped elbows with LeBron before, too. Just think about that. He like, Kobe, you know, that's just... You know, RIP, of course. But just meaning Kobe, because you're a skateboarder and you happen to be sponsored by the same brand, that's crazy, man. Crazy. But they did go, you know, like sh went shoe by shoe, you know, clip by clip to showcase, you know, just how like a special of a talent, right, this dude is. And we all know that, right? We just needed like a reminder. Ten signature shoes later, here we are, right? Ten. Not too many athletes can say they've had, you know, ten different shoes with their names on them from the same brand, right? It's very easy to hop brands. Ten from the same brand. That's the key. That's huge. That's why it's such a big moment, you know, as he mentioned, you know, Paul mentioned signing another deal, uh, a contract with Nike recently. That's huge. And it was cool hearing the story, you know, behind the City Stars video, you know, Street Cinema, and just how geeked out he was to be part of it. It's like, yeah, a video that I was anticipating waiting on, I became part of. Very cool. And that's, so that's the one thing I loved about this whole 13-minute video, his gratitude. Sure, Paul... You know, he's very hungry, right? He's very driven, very ambitious, you know, but he's also 
grateful and humble for everything he has either like been part of or has seen or accomplished. That's the key. You know, hearing him geeking out about, you know, getting to know and skate with one of his childhood heroes, you know, Eric Costin. That was cool. And just the key, the key thing, too, I want to stress is listen to how excited he sounds, you know? And not just that, the look on his face. Paul gets it. And that's why he's getting more of it. Even the story about, you know, getting a call from Danny Way to join Plan B, he was full of emotion. And he killed it on Plan B for what? I think he said like nine years or so. How long was that? Until, of course, he decided to make one of the best moves, one of the best pivots of his career, you know, by creating, you know, only one of the most stacked teams in skateboarding, Primitive. The future still is Primitive. But but that's the thing, though. You know, after seeing his journey and hearing how grateful he is for all he's accomplished and given, it was no shock that he created such a great brand in Primitive, right? It's the perfect roadmap for up-and-comers. You want to know how to get like P-Rod? Follow his path. He left breadcrumbs along the way, you know? All that hard work paid off. All that gratitude paid off. Humble, but hungry. You know, of course he got all, all he obtained and all the accolades and success he's gone through with the attitude of gratitude. You know, it's all in the stars for him. But much respect to Paul. Oh, and you got your wish, man. You definitely you know, contributed to skateboarding in many ways. And you are just barely getting started. And I have no doubt that you will build something that will last longer than, quote, you, as you said. And isn't that crazy to say? You know, I feel that 100% true. That's on target. I mean, I don't see Primitive going anywhere anytime soon. I think it'll be on for a long time. You know, Gary V collabs or not. <coughs> cough, cough. Yeah, I had to throw that, that zinger in there. Sorry, not sorry. But does Paul make mistakes? Of course, we all do. Will he make more in the future? Yep, we all do. But it's all in how you bounce back from them, you know? So you're, it's what's in between your, your, your brain. It's what, that's what got him there, you know? But Primitive is in good, good hands with P-Rod. I mean, if you don't believe me, hear what he has to say starting at 10 minutes and 30 seconds, okay? If you hear that and don't want to be part of that movement, I don't know what to say. I want to ride for Primitive, damn it. Wouldn't be able to stack any clips, but I want to help, I want to help the cause. That's a boss that gets it. That's someone you want to do your best for. But well said, Paul. 20 years does indeed go by fast. So that's what he said, too. So, yeah, you know, you got to say, it's crazy. 20 years goes by fast. And it's true. I know firsthand as well. And I, I mean, honestly, I didn't get, expect to get emotional towards the end here. I was like, what a journey this guy has been on, right? But hearing his thoughts starting at 11 minutes and 16 seconds, kind of tugged in my heartstrings, man. I'm not going to lie. I was like, that's not cool, Paul. Paul Rodriguez. He manifested his life right down to the sponsors. And like I said, pay attention to not only how he talks, but the look in his eyes. Look at that. And that signature smile. You know what I mean? That. That is it, people. That is it. So am I the only one that got sniffles towards the end? No? Yeah? Just me? Anyway, but whatever. Because I know Paul was fighting. He was You could hear in his voice. He was fighting to, to turn off those eye or nose faucets. You know, they, they were coming. They were coming. I was coming. It was going to happen to me, too. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to let that happen. Love to see it, though. And he's only getting started. And as he said, quote, that's tight. That is tight. I need to, I need to bring back tight more often. I haven't used tight since I was 
13. But I do have to say this, though. This this kind of it brought it. I, I started to smile more during this video. Straight like this is straight from the heart right now. Okay, I've never I never ever thought I would say this about a professional skateboarder before too. You know, I am honored. I'm like holding my hand up right now. Really freaking honored to own some Paul Rodriguez NFTs, man. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm invested in Paul. Are you? few episodes back i talked about my experience buying some nfts it's like i got you you know even though i crapped out on the uh the refractor card still want one of those or two or four i'm not giving up I mean, it's all good abd collectibles i'll try again another day you got me hooked but yeah after seeing this i was like i'm really honored to own those nfts and like a year ago i was probably saying saying nfts are lame because I didn't know what they were about. I got some rare collectible Paul Rodriguez stuff. And after seeing this video, I'm like, like, damn. Can I put them on display somewhere? Put them in the, like, display them on the TV? Wife's all, what are you doing? That was Paul Rodriguez. 20 and forever got me inspired. But I won't sell them either. Don't even ask. Well, actually, maybe a couple. I, I do have a couple duplicates now I think about it. So maybe, maybe we can work out a trade or something. If you want to send me a refractor card in exchange. You know, anyway. So anyway, much respect to Paul Rodriguez, a.k.a. P-Rod, a.k.a. Derek Cabrera. Yeah, I still need to force myself to finish that damn movie. I don't want it, though. I don't want it, though. Anyway, sorry, I forgot the mic was still on. But you know what, though, Paul? I enjoyed this so much that I think you need to keep them coming. You know, no pressure to you at all. But I think you need to do, like, at least one more or five more for other skaters in the biz i mean think about how many other skaters you could do a 20 and forever for okay there are a lot of other skaters out there i think the world needs more of these just saying just saying just let me know if you need any help quick water break oh yeah so polar skateboard co released their latest video a few days ago, and as expected, it did not disappoint. I mean, it had been four years since we had We Blew It at some point. Four years. That's a long time to, like, to marinate, right? You know, four years to kind of to continue to grow. Four years. And this video was about 45 minutes long, and although it took me, like, about three sittings to get through it, you know, the first time around, I guess, because I had to watch it again for the show... I was thoroughly entertained. So much that I wanted to watch again and take notes for this podcast. You know, so that's 90 plus minutes of my time at Slash Life. And that's huge this day and age, right? That's huge. That says a lot about the video. Doesn't say a lot about me. I made the time for it. It says a lot about this video that I made the time for it. In fact, this is a video that I felt guilty watching. You know, how in the hell do we get to see this for free? How? We should all be paying at least, what, $24.99 at least for this. At least. And that would be for just a VHS version. I don't have a VCR, Rick. Doesn't matter. $24.99. I felt bad watching this for free. Where can I send money? Guess I'll just have to cop a, cop a polar board in the near future. Right? Or two, right? Maybe two? That'll help. But we all got to enjoy this for free. Keep that in mind. 
Well, I mean, all videos are free these days, but you get what I'm saying. Only certain ones trigger this response to me. Only, only small fraction. I can't remember what the other one was. Maybe it was, I think it was the zero vid. Was it last year or two years ago? Yeah, but very few. Check out my oh boy, check out my notes for this one. So right from the opening scene, I knew we were in for a treat. I mean, didn't Nick actually talk about this in a recent Thrasher mag? Because I was trying to figure it out but my mags are kind of scattered in different parts of the house. But all I remember is the fact that I think it was in Portland, Oregon, and he was talking about wanting to do something special at a spot that had never been conquered before, right? I mean, I think I'm right. And I love how it took about three employee guards to get him to leave. And their boss needs to give them, like, an online class on handling skateboarders. You know, I, I had to complete all my employee training videos for work recently, you know, sexual harassment, anti-bullying, you know, hostile work environment, etc., etc. All those. I think employee guards should have the same training on how to deal with skateboarders. It can be all like professional too. You have, you know, man or a woman in a nice suit, and they're like, "Today we're going to learn about skateboarders and how we can best handle them, both for our safety and our fellow co coworkers' safety when handling them in a work environment." You know, something like that. They even warn them, too. So you might not want to be standing there. He's going to land right around there. I mean, it's not hard to see, right? Or figure it out. It's just physics. Yeah. I think it should be at least part of the interview process. You know, here's scenario A. Here's scenario B. How are you going to handle it? But these three handled it poorly. Especially the dude at 28 seconds who happened to be right in the path of destruction. See, properly trained staff would know that being... At that ledge towards the bottom, which was at like three or four feet from the ground, right? Isn't the best place to be. He's up there. You're down there. Where's he going? There's a line right You can see the line. If you step back, you can see the line is coming right towards you. I mean, if you want to get deep and say, oh, if you're truly looking out for the citizen and, and their you know, safety, in this case, of course, Nick, then you'd want to be standing under him at the, what, the 10-foot high spot or 12? How high is that? You want to be standing there, right? If that's what you're worried about, you can catch him or have, like, someone underneath with, like, a, a you hold one end of the bed sheet and I'll hold the other one just in case he falls. That would have been more effective. But unless they're, you know, planning on protecting the red curb. Oh, I get it. I get it. But I was so confused as to their position. And he ended up with a shinner too, right? I was like, ouch, town, population, you, bro. And he played it off well, though, because that adrenaline was kicking in. He's probably so pissed. Ugh, ugh, ugh. But I do have to admit, though, playing both sides, they're not all at fault here, though. I mean, Nick probably shouldn't have done that attempt where the dude was literally standing in his path at 46 seconds, okay? Nick probably shouldn't have done that, dude. I know you were in the zone. You're just locked in. You know, you could tell that things weren't, going to end well for either one of those two right it, it was just like duh i saw my oh that's not gonna end well and of course he ended up bouncing his butt on the ground you know he hit the guy with like a why are you doing that what are you doing you know trying to gaslight him or whatever like what come on i mean he was blaming him but all i know is that if that were me up there i would have never even tried it then no i don't like people around me anyway like pedestrians like move out of the way not especially not in the direct line of where you're going I would have just thrown in the towel and just gone back later on that day. Easy. Nick basically put his life on the line for that one. you know, And that says a lot more about him than the security guard. But that was straight up cold-blooded. Dropping in. Knowing damn well it's what? This was a high, it was like a high 90% chance of a disaster. 90%. The odds couldn't get any less than that. 
No way in hell. That could have ended up way worse than it did. So I'm glad it didn't, but that was I was like, damn, sweaty palms, come on. Moments later, we got to see the make, you know, post-title creds, of course. That was gnarly, gnarly. But minus the security guards, of course, so much could go wrong there, so much. Then we got to see all the skaters' names pop up on the screen, reminding me just, like, that, I, of course, I remembered how stacked this team is. I forget that. I mean, it's like they keep growing like gremlins, too, right? It's just like, you know, who knows what it'll be like in, what, four to five years when the next video comes out, right? I, can, I, can, I, I already can't wait to see it. And I like how they opened up with a montage, and, you know, we got a sample of kind of what's to come. It's, and it's great for, you know, people new to the brand. You know, I, I like it. I dig the vibe. There's a lot going on. Some names on there, some not, but each got their own titles. You know, it, it all worked out in the end, but... All I have to say is that Shin is it, I don't even know how to say his last name. Shin Sanbongi Bongi skates some of the most like unique spots on the planet, right? He finds them, he gets them, especially at two minutes and forty eight seconds. You know, I mean, first of all, I was like, what is that and where is that? What kind of structure is that? Is that a playground? Is it just like a, an art display? And peep the kid in the background though. <laughs> and he didn't care about you know Shin. He didn't care about the tricks he was doing. He he just wanted to get on film. He just he's like, look at me, damn it, look at me. His eyes are locked into the camera. You want to know when this video truly won me over, though? It's right around the seven-minute mark. Some of you are already nodding your head. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My spider senses were kind of going off like crazy once that song started. I knew I'd heard it before. But for some reason, I was just drawing blanks. Well, uh, why do I know this song? But it was right after that, thank you very much, of course, Pole Jam Late Shove, is that it hit me. I got way more excited than I should have. I almost threw my laptop. Sub Society in a Polar video? Yes, please. And sure, it's been ABD before. Way back in, you know, H Street's heyday. And I don't care. I've mentioned this before. I don't care. It's an awesome song. And sure, it brings up images of, you know, Chris Livingston or, you know, Jason Carney, you know, sliding down a handrail, sands a shirt and slow-mo. It still works for me. Decades later, I was like, hell yeah, dudes. Oh. I know there's so many like old heads throwing stuff at the wall right now. Like, that's ABD, Rick. I hate it when you say this one time. That's a foul. That's a foul. You can't do it. You can't reuse songs and videos. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> but what's funny is that I was so caught up in listening and singing along to the song, I wasn't paying attention to the skating. <laughs> You know, I had to restart it for, you know, restart Jamie's whole part. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me go back to the part. No joke. I made a castle out of sticks and stones. I made a rocking chair out of flesh and bone. It's been stuck in my head all day. Stuck in my head right now. I'm going to carry on, though. See, We'll see how we do with the song stuck in my head. Use it in every skate video. Who cares? And it's great for slow-mo. I'll leave it at that. You want to know my favorite trick of his, though? It was at 9.04. I was like, talk about giving a nod to A Street slash, you know, the early, you know, late 80s, early 90s. Yes, that's what's up. I'm going to try and re relearn those again, too, because I used to do those both frontside and backside. That one has me sparked, man. I'm going to learn them again. Even going fakey, too. But that one was proper. And this ender was kind of ridiculous, too. I mean, sure, he just turned pro for polar, right? But he, he, did he really have to, like, show off like that? And be sure to pay attention to the bust in the background, too. I mean, it's kind of hard to miss it. 
But just a reminder if you did. You know, it's right there. You know? Congrats, Jamie. And much like Nick Bozzario, Emil Laurent, a.k.a. Tendo, had a presence throughout the whole video and both killed it the whole entire time. His caveman at 22.52 was epic. You know, Frankie Hill's probably throwing stuff against the wall after seeing that one. So, damn, that was good. That's good to see good ones in skate videos these days. Yeah. You know, and notice how well he rolled out of that as well. You know, Sluggo might be calling for you, man. You have a bright future in stunt doubling, should you decide. But Emil was like straight beast mode, though, you know? That nose slide to front side through 60 was ridiculous. We got to see two, so I see it two times, right? One in slow mo, one in regular. And barely in a run up for the, like the nose slide. And of course, a no push boneless down those steps. It's like, that could have easily turned into a firecracker, right? I'm not saying that was a way out, but it, he, he cleared that like a boss. Another one of my favorite parts was from Nick Bozzario. Duh, right? Of course. I mean, he was practically in the entire video. But I knew once his, you know, his t the time came for his part and his name popped up on the screen, I knew it was going to be absolutely insane. But first off, though, I love how they showed him, you know, being a dad, you know, in between sessions, changing his daughter's diaper. You know, I, I miss those days. Oh, not going to even lie. I miss those days. They go by way so fast, way too fast. So it's cool to see, like, someone like Nick, you know, documenting and sharing a, a moment like that with us. You know, it's like, yeah, man, I, I crush it on a board, but yeah, I still got to change this, this blowout. My, my daughter, yeah, crapped all the way up her back. Yeah, I got to fix it. You know, I got to do That's part of what being a dad is. But I do think he was showing off just a little bit on this. Like, he was, it was kind of getting a little obnoxious. 27-11, right around that time, I was like, look, we know you can skate at or around people. They're practically invisible to you. I get it, as we saw in the beginning. But no need to rub it in our faces, okay? That's that's two close calls in the video. That One is enough. It's like, okay, Nick, jeez. That was close, though. What was that guy doing there? Why was he standing there? He was on his phone? Did they ask him to be there? Who is that guy? Can we get him on the podcast? That was crazy. But Nick's part had my attention the whole time. The song selection, his trick selections, his spot checks. And how does he keep getting better and better and, most importantly, faster and faster? Which got me thinking, of course. I don't think Nick goes as fast as he really wants to. He just might be the first skater that is ever to, ever to be limited by the equipment he has. Hear me out. Most of us are just fine with our setup, right? Maybe we're, we're rocking some Modus bearings or Bronsons, you know. Our wheels and bearings, they go plenty fast for us, right? You know, flat ground or hills or transition for that matter. However, I don't think that's the case with Nick. He just doesn't want to seem ungrateful for what he's given. He seems like he needs and wants to go faster is what I'm saying. He's working way too hard to go that fast. Look at how, uh, how much energy is. He just pushes like a maniac. But he's not going any faster. He's, he's reached his, his peak speed. But who does he talk to about that, though, you know? How's he going to tell Modus that he wants to kind of go much faster? OJ, too. They aren't escaping that conversation. It needs to be done, right? I can be the mediator if need be, okay? We can do it via this podcast if you want, Nick. I'm here to help. But this has to be done, you know? Can someone please, like, create some like quantum, super accelerated bearing or something with, you know, crazy uh, 
wheels to go with it. Help this guy out. He wants slash needs to go faster. He could go faster. That's what, yeah. Okay, he could go faster. That's insane to say, right? Then I'm talking just on flat, too. We owe it to him to give him the best opportunity. That's our responsibility as skateboarders. Otherwise, think about, I hate to get extreme. He might leave us for some other form of, of adrenaline. That's the cold, hard reality. No more Nick because we didn't get him faster bearings, faster wheels. Do you want that? I don't either. So let's figure something out. He needs to go faster. But these are just like, just a few key moments that stood out for me during this 45-minute full length from Polar. Yeah. Well done, team. And I still can't believe you gave this to us for free. It's like highway robbery. But every one of this video was great. I just took like some kind of some Cliff Notes version that some stuff that really stood out to me. But every part was great. Every single part. Some were actually, because it was a full length, what I noticed too is some were shorter than, than others. I'm like, damn, I need more of that. You know, Brady and, you know, Harrington. You know, it just, I just wanted more from everyone. But that couldn't happen because then it'd be like a two-hour movie and then no one would watch it. So I the, the sweet spot, 45 minutes. You're in, you're out. Everyone got at least a minute. But have you seen it yet? If not, I'll put it in the link below. Check out the notes below. It's time well spent. Trust me.
last letter.